Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Angela, we've been uh, we've been talking about recess. We talked last time about some social skills we can learn during recess. We talked before that about time, more time for recess. I wanted to dig in this time about the disappointments at recess. I remember I could I could spend 30 minutes talking about everything that disappointed me in recess. Sometimes I was last picked for teams because not that I wasn't physically adept. It was mostly that I was kind of spaced off looking at clouds and up in my head and easily distracted. And so I wasn't a good second baseman during kickball because I was easily distracted by all the other stuff going on in the playground. And I remember, I remember not being so good in the monkey bars. And I remember being a, a, a dodgeball ninja um, until, until Glenn got a little bit bigger and got better at me. And so all kinds of disappointments. Um, did I, did I learn anything or have I just tragically been ruined? <laughs> I think, um, yeah, d disappointments are just part of life and the, the sooner we allow children to have some sort of disappointments, the better. Um, because again, that whole sense of, we don't want, children to have the sense of entitlement to have whatever they want when they want it. I think that's not, that's not real life and it's not healthy um, child development to, to uh, grow up that way. And so I think, um, you know, having to take turns um, and having to wait for things is really important. The, the whole, um, I feel, feel like is a virtue too, but patience, you know, that um, in life, because they're going to be up against, life isn't easy. <laughs> You're going to be up against many trials. And so it's really important to have perseverance and patience and endurance for those things. And that, I feel like it's a safe place to learn that through play. Um, yeah. Um, what are your feelings about out in the playground? I, I know there are schools, some schools, they, they have rules that everybody gets to play and that you can't exclude somebody from a game or you have to have to be fair about picking teams like numbering off instead of, Hey, I'll take Timmy and you can have, you can have, mm -hmm. uh, have Jonathan and those kind of things. How much should adults be involved in managing children's play? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. So, well, I think that, I think it, we should allow children to initiate the play as much as possible because they take ownership over it. And um, so I think when they're picking teams, I really feel like it's best um, for the children to decide who's going to be on their teams. Um, it, Cause it's more again, real life. Um, and, um, but I do feel like if there's a child like like totally left out. I feel like the adult can go in quickly and just kind of like make sure everyone is um, on the two teams, especially if they're playing a group game um, mm -hmm. and everyone's involved. Um, but for the most part, I feel like we should step back and allow children to ha um, have their own choices. When we take away all choice and it's all controlled by adults, we're actually going to, we're going to press against um, issues with anxiety in children mm -hmm. because when, again, and we talked about this already in past episodes, but that choice is really important and we need children to 
be able to exercise um, their rights to want to do something or not want to do something. And so that's part of it too. Like it's okay for a child to sit out if they want to for a little bit. It's, if it's all play, mm -hmm. it should be a choice. Otherwise, then it's not true play. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at uh, uh, Peter Gray's conditions of play, if you take away choice, it's it's just not play anymore. It doesn't fit the definition of play. So when we as adults start stepping in and trying to micromanage or make the rules or make things fair, we are impeding on the existence of play um, because the, the rules they create may not be rules that we as the adults would create, but they're their rules and yeah. there's a lot to be said for allowing that to unfold as much as possible. And I think my experience is most kids, most of the time want things to be fair and want people to get a chance. And I mean, I don't know if it's appropriate to say this, but there are kids that for whatever reason are jerks, not maybe not all the time, but I mean, every, all of us have, have those moments where we're kind of the jerk and uh, and and want to push people away and be the boss and that kind of stuff. But most of the time, things find this equilibrium where everybody every kind buddy kind of gets a chance. I think those 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 kids who want to take control kind of get brought back into into alignment by the by the group most of the time. Kids. Absolutely. I love that too, because even for instance, let's say they start a snowball fight. They always create rules. Like um, we listened to the out in the woods where kids were like, no face, make sure, you know, it's, that's not fair. And they will call other kids out on it. And I feel like that's way more effective. Like kids will listen to other children more than if adult steps in, it's like Charlie Brown, like, bah, 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 bah. like they don't, this, yeah. it doesn't really sink in. <laughs> but when it comes from your peer, it's much more powerful. Um, and it's their opportunity to practice making rules and going, wait, that didn't work so good. Maybe <laughs> we need to th rethink things. And that is a really important skill is um, being able to, to like be flexible um, with things and going, okay, this isn't working. What can we do to change things up? Yeah, and, go, and going back to a couple episodes we ago, we talked about uh, uh, social development, social skills. This, that, that's also, there's a lot of self-regulation going on in forcing yourself to comply with the rules the group has, has created. Oh, because yeah. you may really want to blast that kid that's four foot away from you in the <laughs> face with a snowball, but you know you guys made a rule about not doing that and you also don't want to get blasted in the face with a snowball yourself yeah. and so we force ourselves to to comply and that's probably you know learning how to comply to social norms uh for most of us makes life just a little bit easier sometimes yeah it's more meaningful to kids too because it's real life yeah, yeah. It's it and and those those I think when the rules are created by a group of peers, they carry more weight when they were than rules that are simply mandated by by an adult from on high. Yeah. They understand it's like they understand it on a deeper level too. Um it makes sense to them in their world versus yeah, the outside rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Less more, motivated to follow them. <laughs> it's more, you, you internalize, I think you internalize it a lot more. And we often see less behavioral issues out in the woods than we would in a, like a, a typical classroom or a recess setting. Um, 
yeah. for that reason, but there's more choice out there. And so I think, yeah, the kids are motivated to not lose the privilege to play like that. Yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on this one before we wrap this episode up? Hey, people, this has been Timber Nook Tips. We will be back next week with another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Timber Nook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.